0: Today on Sports Card Investor, we're talking all things SGC grading, including an updated report about how SGC cards are selling in the market compared to PSA and BGS. My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. card investors, and welcome to another episode. I hope you're having a fabulous weekend. I hope everything is well in your world. And thank you so much for tuning in today. We've got a great conversation today. We are talking about SGC grading. We are diving in deep. We're looking at what prices SGC cards have sold for. We're talking about their submission process. We're talking about the advantages of SGC or the disadvantages compared to some of the other grading shops such as PSA and BGS. So it's a conversation that will hopefully inform you so that you understand all things SGC when it comes to grading. And to have this conversation, I am bringing on a big customer of SGCs. I'm bringing on Edward Siegel from Investicard. We're going to talk more about Edward in just a second. But first, have you registered yet for the Virtual Sports Card Con 2020? The Virtual Sports Card Con 2020 is taking place starting July the 29th. It is five straight days streaming on our YouTube channel on Sports Card Investor. And we are going to be uh, bringing dealers in from around the country who otherwise would have exhibited at the National. And they're going to show us cards that they would have sold at the National. And they will be available for you to bid on and buy right then and there. You don't want to miss this. Register now for free. By going to sportscardinvestor.com and clicking on the virtual 2020 in the main menu bar. Again, go to sportscardinvestor.com and click on virtual 2020 in the main menu bar. Get yourself registered for free. All right. So I am going to bring in Edward Siegel from Investicard. Investicard is a card consignment service, but they're a little bit different then the likes of like a Propstein or a PWCC Uh, in that InvestiCard will not only take the cards from you to sell, but then they also get them graded for you. And they have an exclusive deal with SGC. They get all of their cards graded through SGC. And they've actually been doing this for months, well before the recent popularity surge of SGC in the modern card markets. Uh, so, so Edward from Investacard has a very good customer perspective of working with SGC because he has graded tons and tons and tons of cards with SGC over many, many months. And he's going to talk about those experiences today. As long as a little bit about a story about how he got started, his entrepreneurial journey at first, and then we're going to jump into the SGC conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome Edward Siegel from Investacard. Hey, Edward, welcome to Sports Card Investor. How are you doing, Jeff? Nice to be on. Pleasure. I'm doing great. And I got to give you a lot of credit because... You, you were on the SG thing, SGC thing early before anyone else was on the SGC thing when it came to modern cards, it seemed you really kind of got ahead of that, that trend. And that's been a very, very popular trend the last few months.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, I think uh, you know, more and more people as we move along here, they're gonna gain a lot of credibility um, once they see a lot more black slabs on eBay as well as on IG or, or you know, whatever platform. Uh, but, uh, the, the more sl- black slabs that they see, the more credibility, I think that they'll build within the, uh, within the hobby. So it's exciting to see that, that grow. I'm always, uh, I always have a, you know, uh, an excitement about me or to start with something that, you know, and build it up from something from nothing to something and see that grow. And that's what we've been able to do with, uh, you know, the SGC product.
0: Yeah. Very, very cool. We're going to talk a lot more about SGC in this show. Um, But I would love to just first by start hearing a little bit of your background. I know you actually have been around cards and and even doing card shows and and organizing card shows since you were uh, really a kid.
1: Sure, sure. Um, You know, I think I've been I was collecting sports cards uh, when I was uh, as early as like, let's say, 12 or 13 years old. Uh, My father's um, niece used to work for Topps Company. And one day we went over there for a family affair and and she ended up giving me a top set, 19, I think it was either 1983 or 1984 top set. And uh, that's what started it off. And, you know, I th- you know, looking at, you know, guys like, uh, you know, uh, Don Mattingly, uh, Rookies or, or Wade Boggs, Tony Gwen, And uh, that's really what started it off. And from there, you know, I started buying cards and my dad used to take me around to garage sales and we would find, you know, different deals, boxes and shoe boxes of cards and my dad would help me negotiate, and you know, I just started, you know, collecting cards, collecting, collecting, and then started selling myself at the flea market, and um, and then, of course, when I got to somewhere around, you know, about sixteen or seventeen, I started to do rent tables at shows and, and sell as a dealer. And of course, um, used to go around to the card shows and buy up and make deals before the sh- before the show started, so I would have more inventory, and um, I used to, you know, hang around with a. F- few other younger guys that really knew the market and I was able to learn some tricks of the trade you know from them um and then of course doing the card shows and selling at card shows for you know maybe you know about 3 years uh, I realized that being an, you know an entrepreneur I wanted to you know create my own and become my own promoter and I thought that I had some creative ways to drive in traffic and of course I started my own sports card uh show and and started to you know, go around to, to sell dealers on, on doing my show. And I was giving away free tables and everything else to build it up. And of course we built it up and to a point where we got to where we were renting out huge malls and bringing in, you know, some pretty big names for autograph appearances. Um, I did that and to my like mid twenties. And then of course, the market crashed and we moved on as an entrepreneur does uh, to the next venture in our life. And, uh, uh, from there it was you know moving on to a wholesale distribution company that uh, we sold you know fragrances all over the country wholesale and I was one of the first fragrance uh, websites to launch one of the first we- fragrance websites in the early 90s um, and then from there we went into cheesesteaks uh, we, we <laughs> got out of the designer fragrance we got out of the fragrance business sold that company exited out of there and I uh, always had a, a desire to own my own restaurant my father was in the restaurant business so I came up with a cheesesteak concept and there weren't, weren't a lot of chains that sold cheesesteaks so we created a company called Direct From Philly and we imported the bread and the meat direct from Philadelphia and then we opened up some stores and of course uh, uh, built that up and exited that and um, as an entrepreneur does and um, you know went into the finance business and started funding, uh, learning how to fund small businesses throughout the whole entire country. And I did been doing that for like the last 10 years, helping small businesses grow uh, uh, through a private funding, uh, started working at a company for about three or four years, learned the whole business and then raised capital. And we started, you know, a private funding company. Um, And now here I sit uh, still owning that company, but here I sit as well as, you know, started Investacard, which is uh, a sports card investor platform. Um, And, um, that's you know where we sit right now. We've been doing this live show on Instagram uh, for the last 61 days in a row. Uh, we started April 1st and we started uh, building up this partnership program that we have at InvestorCard uh, where we help, uh, we help the, you know, the collector or the investor build their sports card business and help them monetize on a lot of their lower end cards that they may not send out to PSA. Uh, they may, may not want to take a rated rookie and send it to PSA and wait, you know, three or four months or what have you. Uh, they can put it through the partnership program. We cover all the costs for all the grading, all the eBay fees, the PayPal fees. We service it. We market it. We sell it. And then uh, the partner gets a revenue split. And they can send in, uh, you know, hundreds if not thousands of cards into the, the uh, platform and build, you know, a separate revenue stream for themselves. So we're helping them monetize on some of their lower end as well as some of their higher end cards that maybe they wanna flip a lot faster um, through the partnership program. So uh, I think that's pretty much a, gives you a, a good rundown. Uh, at the end of the day, we're you know a true entrepreneur and uh, always looking for the, the next opportunity to, uh, you know, to build a business, so.
0: Very cool, yeah, that's quite, a, quite an entrepreneurial journey you've been on, so thanks for sharing that with us. Um, I have to ask, I, uh, you had me on your Instagram live you know, probably a few weeks ago, and uh, something you did during your Instagram live, which I thought was fun, was you gave me thirty seconds. You gave me a challenge to find a particular card in my in my card room in my house within thirty seconds. And you gave me sure. you you told me to find a Kevin Knox card, which is not the most common card. i'm not a I'm not a big believer in Kevin Knox. I'm not investing in Kevin Knox of the Knicks. Uh, however, uh, I did. I do own some Kevin Knox cards um, and uh, I, I was able to pull one out with three seconds left. So my question is, what percentage of the people who you do this with are able to successfully pull the card out within the 30 seconds you give them?
1: It's uh, a good question. And uh, I would probably say somewhere in the neighborhood of about... Um, it's running somewhere between 50 and 60%.
0: Okay, well, that's impressive. I'm surprised it's that many, but I, I, I guess you probably bring on a lot of folks with a lot of cards, right? We've been, tr- been, been, yeah, absolutely
1: been, been trying to. We actually came up with a brand new game uh, that we've been, you know, that we've been promoting, which is Pick That Slab, and where we have, you know, all five grading companies, PSA, SGC, Beckett, um, BCCG, which is still their own, you know, and of course, a small company out of, West Coast right there Florida GMA and then you know we we pick out one slab and then they have to guess they got a 1 in 5 chance to win and that's been pretty fun so been trying to just create some you know uh outside of just talking about you know business and selling and buying uh come up some you know creative fun games to play to you know give back to the hobby
0: yeah you got to keep it interesting and fun that's how you know this this is entertainment after all so you got to give yeah. You got to give, you can make money with it, but it's also, you know, it's also entertainment at the same time. So you got to give, keep it, keep it fun for everybody. Cool. Very cool. Well, so I appreciate your story and, um, you know, you, you were talking about how you have this service where people can send you cards um, and you'll take care of the grading for them. And you do all of that grading that you take, you do that all through SGC, right? Absolutely.
1: hundred percent currently right now, all through SGC um we are located in fort lauderdale florida sgc is located in boca raton florida and uh, i thought that uh, when i was building this model i needed a company other than you know psa which i was buying psa and i was trading psa but uh, some of the experiences that i had um with the model that i was building i couldn't wait 3 or 4 months so i had to find a grading company that I, that had some credibility within the hobby and it was been around for a while but maybe they didn't have a good footprint in the modern market. So um, that's how that pretty much got started.
0: Yeah, and that was definitely SGC. Um, you know, SGC has been around as an organization for a long time. They are, they're very uh, well-known and reputable for doing, um, you know, older vintage cards. Uh, but they really hadn't been used much when it comes to modern cards up until recently. And, and as a result, the value of cards that they graded uh, for modern cards really hadn't been very comparable or certainly not favorably comparable until recently. Uh, and, and we'll talk a little more about how that started to change, but it looks like you got some you got some SGC cards to show us here, some of the more vintage variety.
1: Sure, absolutely. This is really where it all started. They've been in, you know, been around for I think 25 plus years in the vintage game and uh, very, you know, well-respected, uh, amongst the, the vintage collectors within the hobby um, and so uh, but not so much on the modern side so obviously when I started back here uh, probably remember I, I I was one of those guys that was in the hobby uh, in my younger years and, if, and I came back about four years ago and the first year I was just sort of just you know peeking around and uh, looking and then the second year I started to buy and I started to watch on eBay and I started to watch other platforms like you know, PWCC and a few other ones. And I started to watch these auctions go off late at night. And I started to buy and I started to buy. And of course I started to buy raw and I started to use SGC for, uh, grading up the vintage side of it. So, you know, we were already working with them a little bit and building, uh, the vintage relationship. Um, and then of course, when I came up with this model for, um, for card and the partnership program, um, I knew that, uh, like I said before, I needed to have a company that we could get the cards back fast because we are a 100% sell-through platform, and uh, the platform is for flipping; it's for selling. Uh, so uh, we needed a company that could get us the cards back uh, within a, a time frame to where, within that 30-day window, where we can get the cards back, get them listed, get them sold, and get the partners paid within that 30-day window. And uh, because of how how I model this out, that if you send in a certain amount of cards per month, you can times that keep on compounding and, and flipping and selling. Uh, and that's where it becomes, you know, an extra revenue stream, you know, for some of the partners, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, very, very neat. And I remember, you know, when I first, when the mark, when my Market Movers data tool first came out in February, you were one of the very first people to sign up for my membership program and sign up for my data tool. And then you contacted me and you said, hey, uh, you know, why does the tool only have prices of PSA and BGS? You got to get SGC prices in the tool. And back then I was like, Edward, come on, man, you're crazy. Like, you know, SGC isn't really... Super relevant in the modern world, and I'm not in a big I'm not in a big rush to try to get SGC in the tool. Well, my how things have changed in the last four months, uh, haven't they? Like, it's SGC has um, absolutely burst onto the scene. Obviously, uh, they were they were helped by the fact that PSA and BGS were both shut down for a while, um, and uh, due to COVID, and then SGC was able to remain open the whole time, and 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 also helped in general just just by the fact that PSA and BGS do have such a backlog and it's finally starting to push collectors uh to their breaking points. I mean P- PSA has a 1 million, million card backlog. It's 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 insane. It's absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's 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 insane for the collectors, maybe not so much for, you know, PSA as a company because uh, their growth. But, you know, I think sooner or later, they got to figure out a way to speed up the process, whether it's expand or bring on higher and train faster and, uh, or come up with a, um, you know, a better process, you know, um, they've got the product, right. And, you know, they've got the they've got the. seems like they've got the right people in place there at PSA, but do they have the right process down? And, um, you know, uh, you, I definitely couldn't have, I can't build my model around waiting four or five months for cards. And it's the same way for a lot of investors that are investing in, um, in cards and for them to go through a, a basic service and wait four months, five months, if not six months. The only way it seems like you can get any cards back is if you go to the, you know, higher, you know, the faster, you know, um, you know, eight day or, or 15 day or what have you. Um, I know a lot of the submission groups out there that really a lot of good ones out there. Um, shout out to them. Uh, they do a great job in doing these submission groups and sending out. And I love the PSA product. I, uh, I started buying PSA when I first got into the, uh, back into the hobby. I've made a lot of money selling PSA and flipping PSA. I've got a lot of PSA, uh, in, in my own, well, let's call it in our investment fund that we hold. Uh, and, uh, I wish that we could, you know, I wish that we could also include PSA and get those cards back faster, but it's not the case. Um, uh, but uh, if I still had to choose between one and the other I love the PS the SGC slab the black slab I think it's classy. Um, I, I think that um, One of the other reasons why I like SGC is because they got the 9.5 grade, which is a little bit like BCG um, and uh, The 9.5 grade, you know, we're seeing you know better returns than the PSA 9 so if we're comparing those two um, and then of course SGC has that pristine 10, right, Uh, where PSA stops at 10. SGC, you know, if you've got, you know, if you hit a pristine card, uh, we're seeing some unbelievable numbers on that. So uh, those pristine 10s can definitely match up head to toe with, you know, the PSA 10s if you look back at some of the data. But, um, you know, people have to get used to it and they have to, you know, they got to earn a little bit more credibility. But I think they've uh, definitely made some headway, um, and uh, sort of maybe bridge the gap a little bit with uh, both, uh, both those other, you know, grading companies.
0: Yeah, they have. And we're going to look at some data here in just a moment, because now I do have SGC in my Market Movers data tool because Edward convinced me. And of course, the the market as a whole convinced me that, uh, oh, OK, PA, you know, SGC is really coming on and they're going to be a factor in grading. So I, I do have to get them in my, in my Market Movers tool so that we can compare what's going on with SGC prices to PSA and BGS. And we're going to look at that in just a second to show the audience how some of that has been trending. Um, But you mentioned the grading scale. And so just kind of to educate everybody on that a little bit, SGC's grading scale is kind of almost an interesting combination of BGS's grading scale and PSA's grading scale. So um, SGC, like BGS, does have a 9.5 grade, um, but then SGC also has two different 10 grades. Uh, so, you know, PSA obviously only has one 10 grade and that's their gem mint grade. BGS only has one 10 grade and that's their pristine grade because 9.5 is their gem mint grade. Whereas SGC has a 10 mint and then they have a 10 pristine. So two different 10 grades as well as a 9.5 grade, which is just kind of one level down from the mint or or the obviously the pristine.
1: Sure. Gives us more opportunities for, you know, couple of extra revenue spots opportunities there um i think at least that's you know from what i'm seeing i think you know listen grading their grading scale is a lot of the three companies are very comparable it depends on who you ask right i mean in terms of their grading you know how they grade and so on and so forth uh but um you know they're they're tough they're they're tough on certain you know definitely on certain cards um me doing this now for like the last three or four years i'm looking at a lot of cards so um, I, I guess I'm, you know, doing a lot of grading myself, and uh, so are a couple other guys on our team. Because when we get cards in from our partners, they don't just get put in a card saver; they get like pre graded. It's almost like underwriting, you know, a, a, a file or something like that. Uh, we we sort of underwrite the card, and we look at it. and We uh, we're going to clean it up, and we're going to. And if the card doesn't look like we think that it's going to grade out to what we feel is a minimum grade nine, which is what we have through the partnership program. We don't on modern cards. We don't take anything less than a nine. So all we sell is nine, nine and a halfs, and tens, and pristine. Um, so if we look at the card and we think that it's not going to grade up to a nine, and we're not going to send it in, and uh, we've been getting pretty good on it. Uh, we've been doing a lot of our own handicapping, uh, but sometimes you know I'm I'm totally off. I I think this card is a definitely a dead ten. I mean, there's no way and. For some reason or another it comes back a nine nine 9.5 because i didn't see you know i didn't see something so um definitely uh you know they're grading like i said their grading scale i think is um very comparable to you know the other two companies but i i like them because of the the added 9.5 and the pristine 10. so
0: and it's nice i mean a lot of people like bgs for that reason that you that 10 pristine adds a little bit of an extra kick of value, you know, for BGS. So some people prefer them over PSA for that very reason. Um and so, you know, SGC is trying to, you know, have the best of both worlds maybe to a degree. Um and so, you know, and if they continue to grow and continue to get more attention, then then uh, you know, the the they may truly end up with the best of both worlds in terms of how the market reacts to uh, you know, the prices of SGC graded cards. it's um, tough to find those
1: It's tough to find a Beckett, though, Pristine, to get a Beckett 10. It's very tough. You don't see a lot of them on the market. And when I started back into the hobby and I did that research, I didn't buy any Beckett for that matter. I just didn't because I wanted to buy 10s. Mm. I didn't want to buy nine fives. I don't want to send cards in and have a stack of nine. I want 10s. That's what sells, 10s. Whether you're a hobby, whether you're a collector, whether you're an investor, whether you're a buyer that's just coming in, what do you want? You want a 10. That's what looks good. Uh, that's, you know, Gem Mint 10. And uh, that was one of the main reasons I didn't go with, buy, you know, doing any trading with Beckett because there wasn't a lot out there. So there, the only 10s that I could buy was SGC and PSA.
0: I, I will absolutely agree with you. There is a psychological factor about having your card rated to 10 that makes you feel better about your car than if it is rated to 9.5. I 100% agree. I think that Beckett... Should frankly redo their grading scale so that their so that their nine fives become a ten and they can still have a pristine ten and they can still have a black label ten if they want it, but they could have a ten and then a pristine ten and a black label ten yeah. just psychologically that will feel better
1: their market
0: it would it would honestly, and the gap i 've seen in my data that the gap between PSA and BGS is expanding. So a PSA 10 seems to be getting increasingly more valuable than a BGS 9.5. And I honestly think it's because the newer collectors that are coming into the market, the newer investors, they just, they are, they don't necessarily know the history of these companies. They don't necessarily know the legacy of grading. They just know that if they want to try to buy the best card out there, they're supposed to buy a 10, right? Because that's a perfect 10. It's 10 out of 10. So they're, and so they, so they're gravitating towards PS, PSA and now perhaps SGC for that reason, in my opinion.
1: Sure. 100%. And, and
0: don't forget, you know, SGC has
1: that half grade all the way through. So, you know whether it's a seven and seven and a half, eight eight and a half. I know it doesn't mean a lot on the modern cards because we don't want to sell any modern cards below a nine. I mean, we not nine nine and a half and tens. But on the vintage side, for all those vintage uh, watchers that are uh, that are watching right now on the vintage side, that half point goes a long way. You know when you're talking oh, yeah, about sure when you're talking about vintage cards, whether it's a three and a half to a four or a four and a half four to a four and a half. Um, you know it, it, it definitely you know there's there's uh, a little bit of cheddar in between, so.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's look at, it. I'm gonna uh, call up my screen uh, here so we can take a look at, at my Market Movers uh, data tool. And uh, I, I use Zion's Prism Base here just as an example to kind of show. So the bottom line, of the, the pink line on the screen, this kind of pinkish purple line right here, that's a PSA 9 of this Zion Prism Base from 2019. The yellow line is the sGC nine and a half. And then the Bgs nine and a half is the top line. That's the dark line. So the sGC nine and a half is is hovering around the PSA line nine line. It's actually, if you look at the trend, it's it's starting to separate a little bit in a positive direction. So the sGc nine point five seems to be coming, a little bit more valuable than the PSA 9 as time is going on. Um, now, sure. there's, not a, there's not a whole lot of sales of the SGC 9.5 compared to, you know, the PSA 9 or the BGS 9.5. So we don't have nearly as many data points to draw the graph off of, but it does seem to be holding its own against the PSA 9 and, and perhaps, uh, you know, increasing a little bit above the PSA 9. Is that, is that consistent with what you've been seeing?
1: 100%. So ju- I think I stated it earlier, The nine fives are right up there with the PSA nine, uh, whether it's Zion or, or several other cards, but, uh, not a lot of sales, but, uh, we're, we're holding a lot of Zion nine point fives and, and Zion and, and SGC 10s, you know, uh, over here on our, on our own balance sheet and not, you know, so, uh, the, the 9.5s, I don't know how many units you're showing that does it show how many units sold on the, On a
0: 9.5s or no? Um, It shows a compilation here of of the three. I think you can go down to the individual stats. This is based off of um, 15 units over the time period that we're looking at on the graph. Yeah. Yeah, so Um, graph looks good. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it it, it looks, you know, again, not a ton of units sold, but it's definitely looking positive in how the, you know, the B, the BGS or the SGC 9.5 is holding up to a PSA 10. And then if we go over and look at the SGC 10, uh, here we're comparing, this this one I think is really interesting. We're comparing the SGC 10 Mint, so not the pristine, just the Mint, to the PSA 10. And so the SGC 10 Mint is the bottom line on the graph, the pink line, pinkish purple line. The PSA 10 is the top line on the graph, the dark line. And so, although, again, there's still not a ton of sales of the uh, SGC 10 to draw a really clean line off of, but you absolutely notice a closing in recent weeks between the price of the SGC 10 mint versus the PSA 10 mint. And if you look at the trend lines, they're kind of on the path of potentially intersecting. Now, I'm not sure that's ever going to quite happen, um, but there's without a doubt you know, uh, the SGC10 is now selling for a much closer price to the PSA 10 than how it used to be selling back in March. I mean, if we look specifically in the data, on uh, back here in March, there was about, uh, about a $300 difference between these two cards. Here in March, there was again about a $300 difference exactly between these two cards. As we're getting later into March, uh, about a $270 difference between the two cards. Uh, if we go to this price point here, uh, we're looking at about a um, what is that about again? A two hundred and seventy dollar difference between the cards. But then, if we look at the more recent sales, we're looking at a hundred dollar difference between the two cards. And then we're looking at an ex- again an exactly a hundred dollar difference between the two cards. And then you know these again are not a lot of sales volume here. But uh, then this one here was only a um, seventy dollar difference between the two cards. So basically a gap that used to be. You know, pretty consistently, a uh, uh, you know three hundred dollar type of gap in this uh, Zion between the uh, SGC ten and the PSA ten has closed to be more of about a hundred dollar gap. Now, granted, the SGC, the PSA tens have come down in price a little bit, so it's natural the gap would close a little bit. But that's a that's a a pretty extreme closure of the gap um, compared to uh, where things were a couple months ago uh, and the difference between those card prices.
1: Sure. Yep. I mean, you know, you, we're just looking at Zion, but you know, I, I know there's several other ones where you know they're very comparable, if and uh, right up there on, on you know several different players. But yeah, it looks uh, you know just just a matter of you know them gaining some more traction in the marketplace and you know more people respecting the SGC uh, brand for modern cards, right? They've already got the yeah. respect.
0: And I and I can tell you, you know, uh, interacting with a lot of the members from my membership program, I can tell you that there are many of them that tried out SGC for the first time over the last sixty days uh, when you know PSA was closed, BGS was closed. I know I know many of them who put together, uh, you know, lots of cards that they decided to ship off to to uh, SGC and really try them out for the first time. Um, and from what I've heard. They've all had a very good experience. They got they got obviously much better turnaround than they would have gotten from PSA or BGS. What's going to be interesting is to really watch those trend lines that I just showed over the course of the next 60 days. And that's something I'm going to be looking at a lot in my market movers data because you're going to see more SGC cards hit the market. You're going to see more modern SGC cards hit the market in the next 60 days than probably have ever happened anytime before, maybe combined. Like you might, you might be able to combine the last couple of years of SGC sales into what we might see in the next 60 or 90 days because all of these folks have now are now starting to get their cards back if they haven't already from their very first SGC submissions. And now they're thinking about starting to sell some of these on eBay. And so you're going to see this, this pretty significant increase in SGC volume on eBay in the weeks ahead. And it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what that ends up doing with SGC's card prices.
1: Sure. I hope so. I mean, we surely got a lot of cards to, that are going on to eBay, uh, through the partnership program, thousands. And, uh, I I think, uh, you know, they've been working right through the whole pandemic. Um, you know, mad respect for that. And uh, we were, we were able to get cards back and, and sell and generate revenue through the pandemic when others couldn't. And, uh, because you know, they were closed, or and they're still waiting for their cards. So, um, you know, I speak to a lot of guys that we that we signed up to the partnership program, and you know, they're still waiting months and months on end. And uh, let's give you know, let's give some orders to invest a card. Let's see what they can do. And um, they've been working, and I think um, they're expanding. Uh, they or they have expanded. Um, so the service is gonna you know through the pandemic definitely got a lot. A, a, a little bit uh or the times were a little bit slower uh but i think that was from a, a tidal wave of submissions that came in not only from investicard but of course we're promoting and, and other guys were sending in just like you said uh but i think their times are going to get better they're expanding um they got some good guys over there so you know good things to come i think
0: yeah for sure and I, i've heard that the experience uh of the submission process is a good one can you talk a little bit more about your your like what that looks like, what your experience has been going through their submission process?
1: Um, so I think for for us it's a little bit different because we're local and uh, we're ten minutes away, um, and that was one of the uh, main reasons that uh, for me to go with SGC as a grading company. Uh, number one, when I found out they were local, I had to just partner. I just you know we had to generate some business together. And it grew into this, but different for, for us because we pick up, we pick up and drop off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to where somebody who's in, you know in Atlanta or Chicago or wherever they've go, they're going to go online, and uh, they, I know they have a really good uh, portal, uh, just like PSA. You log on, create a username, password. You know, uh, I think uh, well, we, we had done it in the early stages. In the early stages, we went through the portal, and I had someone enter submissions, and it was easy peasy, man. very user friendly, you know, experience. Uh, but, um, for us, obviously we drop off and pick up and, uh, you know, uh, the service, like, you know, service is really good. And that's one of the other reasons, you know, service got to have service and, um, you know, building in relationships, got to have service, got to have people that we can speak to and communicate, uh, especially when we're not only myself, but other guys that are listening in right now that are sending in bulk orders, got to have service, got to have communication. Can't just be ABC, put it through a portal and then wait. Um, and that's, I think, that's where they uh, separate themselves uh, for you know guys that are submitting you know big orders or even smaller orders for that matter. So service.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard uh, from. I, I've not done an SGC submission personally yet, but from folks who have, a lot of my members, um, as you mentioned, I heard their online portals is good. It's easy to get your cards in there and get that all registered so that they can be tracked. Um, I've also heard other things that people like about it. Uh, Apparently, when they grade a card and they return it to you, they also give you a high-res scan of the card, of every single card that you submit in for grading. Uh, That has been a very popular feature amongst my members because, of course, if you're going to go sell that card on eBay uh, or wherever you may sell it, having a high-resolution image professionally scanned makes your life a heck of a lot easier.
1: Yeah, it changes the game for a lot that's selling on eBay. Um, And that's an extra step that they go that, you know, maybe some of the other companies that are not going so a little bit outside the box there and, uh, taking a high res because the, the, you know, the guys that sell a lot on eBay know what it is to scan cards, right? You gotta, if you're scanning professionally, you know, with a, with a really good scanner, um, there's time, you know, a lot of time, especially when you're doing a lot of cards. So they go that extra step. Um, it's a great, great part of the, you know, service that they offer. So, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: For zero, zero cost. Yeah. And then another thing people, of course, like about it, you touched on it earlier, but the black uh, cases, the tuxedo cases, uh, as people like to call them, it's just a different look. It's, you know, they, whereas the PSA slabs and the BGS slabs are clear, um, the SGC slabs have the uh, have the black around the edges, which... Uh, Helps helps the card pop. It, depending on the type of card, with with certain cards in particular, if you have like a, a card that's that's predominantly white, or with certain parallels, it can really make the card pop. Yeah, and that, I mean you can see right there in the image you're showing on the screen, that card kind of jumps out of that case like that. It does that black border around that Sandy Koufax card right there. It really does make a nice difference. It, it makes that card look really sharp.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same thing with, you know, if you look at a, you know, I mean, and if we're looking at.
0: It does. And if you compare to that PSA, yeah, yeah. If you compare, um, yeah, I mean, you can tell that's a very, very nice. It is a very, very attractive presentation of that card. If you compare to that PSA slab you've got in front of you, um, you know, it's not as, it doesn't pop the way that those SGC slabs do. So that's definitely a nice presentation. Yeah. So there's a standard PSA Luca doesn't necessarily, you know, make it pop out. Um, you know the way that uh, some of those SGC ones you were just showing did.
1: Yeah, and I think they're you know also looking to you know they they th- that's a recent upgrade there compared to their older slabs. If you go back and look at some of their older slabs, uh, it's a big change. It's a big change, and I think in I think think they're looking to you know um, you know improve on that as well on 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 the slab whether it's the label or what have you. So there's some you know I think they're working on some exciting stuff there um, they're you know looking for innovative and creative ways to, you know, to get better. So, um, and that's, you know, that's what we need in the hobby. Right. So I think it's, it's important to have that third or company in there that, uh, can like, there's a lot of opportunity to pick up a lot of market share and, um, competition is good. Competition is good, especially when it's coming from a credible source. And, uh, you know, when you have a company that, can grade, you know, they've been grading vintage cards. If they can grade a Honus, Honus Wagner card or a, a very older Mickey Mantle card, uh, they can surely grade, you know, a modern a modern card. So,
0: yeah, I 100 agree. I, I completely agree. Competition is absolutely good. Uh, really, in any you know, in any type of business, having having competition just makes the playing field more level and keeps it keeps everyone on their games and on their toes. I mean, if you if you only have one grading company or two grading companies, they could kind of get away with. Uh, you know, taking six months to get you your order back As what else are you are going to do? But now you get a pesky third grading company in there that's starting to steal market share and, and capture a lot of attention. And you better you better believe that, you know, the folks at grading company one and grading company two are a little shaken up by all the attention S- SGC has been getting. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be a positive. It's a positive for the hobby, without a doubt. Hopefully it, it kicks SG- PSA into gear a little more, BGS into gear a little bit more. And, and as collectors and investors, the service that we get from all of them starts to become better because of the fact that there's an, you know someone new uh, who's kind of shaking shaking it up in the modern card grading world a little bit
1: sure sure and and with the way the hobby is moving so fast right now with so many new collectors or investors that are coming into the hobby who knows maybe there's you know there's 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 another one that pops up that you know can steal some market share or what have you so that's where the hobby is going there's so so much going on and so many companies trying to come in um, uh, it's, it's, uh, going to be, uh, quite see you know, over the next 12 or 24 months, you know, where we're at, you know, with this definitely coming out of the pandemic and with, you know, sports getting back into sports and how that's going to affect, you know, the market. Um, it's going to be exciting to see what, uh, the basketball mark, uh, market is going to be like when basketball comes back. Don't you think?
0: Oh, super excited about that. And, and hopefully this plan of, resuming at the end of July in Orlando and and you know going through October, you know playoffs in October, championship finals in October. Um that would be great. I mean any anything we can do to get sports going again. Uh the card market, the sports card market is going to be lit on fire the moment that sports are back on TV. I'm telling you it's this, this, I know, I know things have been hot the last couple of months because surprisingly, you know, everyone uh, being at home through COVID has caused the market to just really, you know, really, really heat up. Uh, but it's, uh, if you think it's hot now, <laughs> just wait. Come, you know, come. There's going to be so much pent up demand for sports and for, you know, being able to buy and sell based upon actual games that are going on on TV, not based upon some documentary, uh, you know, or, or something like that, right? So, I mean, it's going to be great. I cannot wait for, uh, for, the, for NBA to resume, playoffs to happen, all those types of things. We're going to have, we're going to have, what we're going to have is a very compressed second half of the year of sports. I mean, we're going to get a full dose, well, not a full dose, but we're going to get a compressed dose of Major League Baseball, Overlapping a compressed dose of NBA, compressed dose of NHL, and the NFL, and you know all weaved in, all playing at the same time, all playing at the same time for that. What that would be? I guess the first time, you know, really ever that you would at least have the the uh, championships. I mean, you could, you know, you would have, you literally could have the uh, NBA championship, the NHL championship, MLB World Series, perhaps or at least playoffs going on at the same time while the NFL is in mid-season. I mean, wow, how dynamic of a time would that be for sports and especially for the sports card hobby? Uh,
1: you know, I, it's it uh, could be uh, an, an overload. could be, uh, you know, an overload of that stuff after not having any of it. I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, the way they've changed these, the playoff scenario up and, and how they're going to end this thing, uh, they, they they don't look at it. And let, let's see how it how it performs, how it goes. And listen, people have always said that, you know, 162 games was just too many baseball games, right? They might take this and, you know, shorten up the season and and decide, hey, you know what? Maybe this, you know, maybe this is better. We can get to the championship game faster. We can, you know, you know, give maybe some opportunity for some other cities to get in and might have not gone in because, you know, there's less games, you know, to to play. And maybe they don't end up losing, you know, the the division lead or what have you. Uh, But Uh, it's surely going to be, surely going to be exciting, uh, especially with the, uh, especially with the uh, NBA, the baseball, they haven't made a decision on yet. Hopefully, you know, they'll they'll clear that up. And of course uh, the NFL is uh, I think full steam ahead, you know, for their, for their season. So um, we uh, we're definitely anticipating, you know, the NBA season here. So.
0: Yeah. 100%, 100%. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun ride. I can't wait for it. Well, listen, Edward. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell the viewers how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to find out more about uh, your services.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you can find us on, you know, of course, on Instagram on our IG and go to you know Investor If you're not following yet, follow us on in, in, on IG, and uh, you can also find our eBay link in there. Uh, takes you right to our, you know our eBay we don't have an eBay store. We run auctions only. Every everything is no reserve. Everything starts at a dollar. We let the market speak on everything so you can find find us there. And of course, if you want to dial us toll-free and speak to one of our you know relationship managers to get you signed up to the partnership program. They'll, they'll help you with your you know your first submission. Um, you can dial us toll-free at 877-492-2737. Uh, it's eight seven seven four nine two two seven three seven. Or um, just, you know, shoot us an email. You can shoot me an email personally at Edward at Investacard uh, if you're looking to get into the partnership program. And I'll get that information over to one of my key guys on my team. And, you know, we'll get you signed up. And uh, I surely appreciate uh, Jeff getting us on here. And, and uh, I really uh, enjoyed the interview. And, uh, of course, I, uh, you know, love working with the, the, the uh, Market Mover. So do my guys. Uh, I got to get my guys to use it more every day because, um, we found, you know, we've been finding tons of, you know, um, tons of opportunities, buying opportunities. And if we're tracking that, you know, on a seven or 14 day basis using the market mover, you can see, you can be ahead of the game. Uh, cause I've been using it personally myself and have been, uh, finding some great opportunities. So, uh, for a dollar, what is it? Uh, I think, um, you know, Works out to be about a dollar sixty a day. So, uh, to add that 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 extra bullet, uh, you know, uh, well worth it. Best value on the market going on, on any you know tool in terms of looking at data for sports cards.
0: Appreciate that, Edward. Thanks a lot. No Thank problem. you, and good luck with the business. Good luck with everything, and hopefully yes. we'll both uh, hopefully we'll both enjoy SGC's uh, continued rise. So, thanks yes. for coming on the show. Yes
1: we got to get signed up to your uh to your uh,
0: virtual event so yes that'd be great we'd love to have you uh, have you as part of that the virtual sports card con 2020 starting july 29th through august the 2nd it's going to be streaming on our youtube and we're going to have uh tons of dealers from around the country coming on that event to show off uh you know cards that they otherwise would have sold at the national but they're going to be selling them live during our event and you can register for free by going to sportscardinvestor.com so i appreciate that all right, my man. All right. Take care, Edward. It was great to see you. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Edward. Uh, certainly learned a lot there about SGC. Curious to know, have you tried SGC yet? Leave us a note in the comments below. Uh, have you tried them? Yes or no? And if so, what have your experiences been like? Would love to hear that in the comments below from you. And if you have not yet registered for the virtual Sports Card Con 2020, go right now to sportscardinvestor.com and click the virtual 2020 in the main menu bar. As always, please give the show a subscribe and hit the bell icon to be notified for new episodes. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you back again in a couple of days with our next episode. Take care.